1: Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Grand Funk Railroad rolls into the Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in West Virginia this Friday night. I spoke with founding drummer Don Brewer about the band's biggest hits, like We're an American Band, The Locomotion, and Some Kind of Wonderful.
0: Hey, this is Don Brewer from Grand Funk Railroad. Hey, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, good morning. This is uh, it's a beautiful day. I'm down here in South Florida. and It's just a
1: gorgeous day down here. Oh, you're down there in Florida. All right. So you're, you're going to you're sort of working your way up the coast towards us, I guess.
0: Oh, well, I live down here. But yes, uh, you know, we, we are kind of like weekend warriors. We go out every weekend and play uh, different parts of the country. So uh, this weekend, we're
1: on the East Coast. I love it. Weekend Warriors. So yeah, speaking of <laughs> which, I mean, it's been a crazy couple years with, you know, the pandemic and everything. When did you get back out on the road? When, when did the Weekend Warrior stuff start back up? Yeah,
0: yeah, we we got we got going again around the beginning of July this year. And uh, it was a long year and a half, you know, sitting at home waiting and and actually wondering whether we would ever be able to get back to some kind of normal and get touring again. And so, uh, you know, we, we were very fortunate to uh, kick off uh, this new tour. Uh, <laughs> There's some kind of wonderful tour, which was postponed for in 2019. Um, and it's just, you know, here we go. You know we've been uh, we've been going since July
1: and uh, we're going to continue into 2022. Some kind of wonderful. I love it. I mean, the song is in our heads. We'll get to that in a second. But uh, really quick, uh, you said it was a long time sitting at home. I want to know how did how did you you know, how did Don Brewer spend the pa- pandemic? You know, what did you did? Did you do any you know, did you make any recordings of music at home or just catch up time with the family? Or how did you spend it? I mean, you know, my
0: wife and I, we were pretty much uh, we, we quarantined. We stayed home. Uh, and, uh, you know, I mean, really one trip to the grocery store every week. And that, that was about that was about it. Uh, you know, I uh, after after a few weeks, I realized, you know, now I'm 73 years old, I had to had to keep everything going. Uh, so I started practicing every day. And I kept exercising every day, go working out in the in the gym at night, you know, so it just You know, I figured, you know, I've got to I've just got to keep going and keep optimistic, you know, thinking that things will eventually get back to normal. And uh, I've got to be ready to go when it happens. So that that's what I spent my time doing.
1: Awesome. Well, it sounds like you are ready to go. We're excited to see you up here, up in these parts. Um, And I know uh, just so our listeners know, I believe, Don, I believe you're the only original member, like continuous member still in the band, right?
0: Well, it's myself
1: and Mel Shocker. Uh, We're we're the original members, the, the
0: original founding members of Grand Funk. Uh, and uh, and we're joined by some great people. Max Carl uh, from 38 Special is playing uh, uh, guitar and singing lead for us. And uh, Bruce, Bruce Kulick from Kiss is playing lead guitar. Tim Cashin from Bob Seger's band is uh, keyboards and, and singing backup. And uh, we've been touring with this particular band now for uh, 22 years. So it's,
1: uh, you know, it's just, it's been a great run. We've just had a great time. Isn't that funny how, how it goes at the time you probably, you know, when you're in your heyday, you probably don't, you probably don't think that eventually you're going to combine forces with people from kiss and 38 special and Bob Seger. You know what I mean? It's, it's funny how, who hops on the railroad along the way. Well, Um, it is. I, I, you know, I've, I've had some uh, great experiences
0: over my career too. You know, I've uh, worked with Frank Zappa. I've worked with Bob Seger. I know I, I was his tour drummer for, Oh, probably seven or eight tours. Uh, You know, so, you know, it kind of, you know, I loved working with Todd Rundgren, uh, you know, so I've got a lot of friends, I've made a lot of uh, acquaintances over the years. And, uh, and yeah, you draw on those things as you as you go through life and go through uh, different incarnations of of, uh, what your work is. Uh, So, you know, you draw on those people you know.
1: Absolutely. Well, you know, let's, uh, you we're talking about, you know, the, the original members and the like, but um, t- take me back to the, to the very beginning. I know it was officially founded, what, in like 1969, I believe, in, in Flint, Michigan, but take me into, into the formation, you know, like h- how did the, the original group of guys actually come together? You know, we,
0: we had been several bands before Grand Funk Railroad, you know, the, the members, myself and Mark Farner uh, had been in a band called The Pack. Uh, you know, Mark came and went a few times in that, back, in that band, uh, and, and w- once he came back, uh, you know, we also had Terry Knight as our lead singer, and Terry Knight eventually became our manager as far as Grand Funk Railroad is concerned, um, so, you know, it, it, we, we experimented with some different things, and then as music changed in the late 60s from being like a pop AM format, it, it became heavy in rock, you know, with Jimi Hendrix and cream uh, and uh, blue cheer those kind of three piece power trios were happening and and we decided we'd try to make that uh, that change as well so we uh, we decided to enlist mel shocker who was playing with question mark and the mysterians i don't know if you can remember that uh, that group but uh, question mark uh, had the big hit 96 tears you know i don't know if you (laughs) if you've ever heard that or not Uh, but anyway, uh, so we, we, we enlisted Mel to come on board and, and, uh, start this new trio, uh, and, uh, it, you know, things just clicked. Uh, we lucked out and got on the first Atlanta pop festival as, as the opening act. Uh, you know, we went from there to the Texas international pop festival, started playing a lot of hippie ballrooms around the South. Pretty soon we ended up with a, a recording contract with Capitol records. And off we went, you know, it, it just, it just took off. It, it was just having the right people together at the right time.
1: Oh, absolutely. And your sound was just so unique. I thought it really stood out from, from all the other stuff at the time. We, we loved it. it just, you put it on it, it, I'm sure it takes people back. Um, if you don't mind, I'd love to go through, you know, at least, at least a couple of, of your hits. I mean, there's been, there's so many we could talk about, but um, tell me about, um, we're an American band. Everybody loves that one. It is, in fact, when I was interviewing Joe Walsh a couple of years ago, he goes, "Yeah, we're an American band." I feel like he 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 kind of quote that became sort of a phrase there. But um, you know, what what about made, made that one so so special? You think, and that the keys in the background, the you know, it's just it, it, yeah,
0: it, it really uh, it really just sounds like a hit record, doesn't it? You know, I mean, it's just it comes on and it just grabs everybody's uh, ear, you know, with the cowbell, and then you know, it it, it just takes off. Uh, I don't know. It, 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 I, I had worked on that song, uh, you know, maybe for a week or two, uh, you know, g- coming out of a, a real bad situation with our former manager uh, and he was suing every city we were playing in uh, and we needed to make a transition from FM underground radio to the new, the new FM hit radio format that was that happening in 1972. Uh, and so you had to change all, all your, seven minute songs they had they now had to be three or four minutes long so I, I came up with this idea we're coming to your town we'll help you party it down you know that that was the first lyric I had for the song and uh, I, I'm not a great guitar player but I know a few chords on the guitar and I, I picked up my guitar and I started you know messing around with it and uh, pretty pretty soon I put together the chord changes and I had the lyrics for the song I didn't have the tag we're an american band until finally i just sang it one day because it came came in my head uh and it sounded great you know so i, I put the song together that way you know and it was uh it was just one of those things that again it you, you just had the right right
1: stuff at the right time i i just i'm getting goosebumps that here we are <laughs> literally we're talking to the very person whose hands wrote we're coming to your town. We'll help you party down. I love it. I mean, it's, we've sang it for years, and here he is, folks. You're, you're getting it from the, the horse's mouth, as they say. Yeah, this is great. You know, and,
0: it, and, I, and I wasn't trying to wave the flag with We're an American Band. It's just like when I was singing along one day in my apartment, playing the chord changes to the song, and I, I just it just came to me,
1: We're an American Band. You know, and it just like, God, that sounds great. You know, I mean, so it, that's what worked. That's what it is, man. It's, it's American rock and roll. I love it. Um, cool. Well, all right. So then uh, as opposed to that, which which came to you and, and you wrote that one, um, next up, you, you took someone else's writing, the very famous duo of Carole King and Jerry Goffin. Um, the locomotion, everybody doing the, the, the grand new dance now. Um, who, who did it originally? It was what? little Eva, I guess, but, um, what, what was it? What of all the old, you know, of all the old songs you could have reached back and plucked to, to do a cover. Why do you think that one works so well? Because you're a railroad in your title and that's a locomotion. It kind of fits, right? <laughs> it was kind of a joke.
0: You know, it, it was, uh, you know, we were, we were in the studio, uh, recording our follow-up album shining on. Uh, it was our follow-up to We're an American Band, which had, you know, two huge hits. It had We're an American Band and uh, Walk Like a Man uh, were both huge hits. And we were in the studio working on Shining On, and we were looking for another song. We, we said, God, we have We need another. We need one more song, uh, you know, that's like a follow-up hit, hit kind of a thing. And uh, it was just one of those things that, like, the locomotion... Grand Funk Railroad doing the locomotion. It was silly, you know it was just a silly idea. So we tried it you know and, uh, and you know we had Todd Rundgren in the studio with us and you know he, he did his magic with the, all of the, the sounds on the, on the board and uh, boy, it just it, it would just be great. And we were going after kind of the same feeling that the Beach Boys had when they did uh, Barbara Ann. you know they, they did the song Barbara Ann kind of like sounded like a party going on in the studio. <laughs> so we that that was what we tried to do with uh, with locomotion, create a an atmosphere. It was like a party
1: going on in the studio, rocking and a rolling, rocking and a reeling locomotion. Yeah. There you go. Um, no it's, it's it's funny how that works I mean I, it's at least for at least for myself I'm sure there's a, a lot of other people whole other generations know that song from you guys not from the from the older you know um, early rock and roll version that's it's funny how you can sort of change the narrative in a way <laughs> Um well very cool very cool um and then of course um the without further ado uh, the the even the next album after this all the girls in the world beware um, the song we mentioned, "Some Kind of Wonderful." Um, it's 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 hard to pick a you know a career song for you all, but I mean if if there is one, I mean I feel like that might be the one that, that is most associated with you. But um, how did how did that one how did that one? Um, well, I, I was gonna say had it come to you, but I guess it was written by John Ellison, but uh, for the Soul Brother Six. But uh, how did you guys des- decide to do that one? Well, it it was kind of a happenstance again. You know, it, it was uh, you know one of those
0: things. We were looking for another song. Uh, and we were, you know, at the time, we were on tour, uh, and we were on the road, and that was kind of our warm-up song. You know, we grew up in Flint, Michigan, which was, you know, and we were heavily into R&B. We loved R&B music, Uh, and we had a local radio station, WAMM, Wham Radio, uh, that played R&B, and they played the Soul Brother 6 version of Some Kind of Wonderful all the time on that, and so as we are you know getting older and you know coming up with, with uh, new ideas that was a song that we would do in the back of the, the limousine as we went from the hotel to the venue it was kind of our warm-up you know it Was do we would do it acapella you know i don't need a whole lots of money i don't need a big fine car, you know and it, we would just do an acapella version of it and one day our manager said, man, you guys should cut that song you know so yeah, we did <laughs> we
1: we cut the song and uh and it, it became ours, you know it really did. Oh, hearing you sing it uh, right here in this interview is some kind of wonderful. <laughs> you're, you're giving me gold, my friend. <laughs> that's great. That's great. And then uh, maybe time for one more. Um, you probably know which one, but Bad Time on the next, on the Born to Die, the next album. Um, a, a different, a, a, a sort of a different... Um, speed at least how that song starts out you know some kind of wonderful is is more upbeat bad time is what is it i'm in love i mean it's it's sort of a more slower melodic but um how did how did that song come together you know that was you know and it was a very
0: pop poppy song you know it was it was like a pop record kind of a thing uh it, it really doesn't sound much like grand funk you know to be honest with you <laughs> and it's just, <laughs> just uh but it you know it's a uh You know, it's a it's a love song. It really is, you know, and and I think most guys, especially guys, can relate to I must have picked a bad time to be in love, you know, and uh, and that was that was Mark Farner's lyric for that song. I thought it was right on. You know, I I think he nailed he nailed that uh, that
1: feeling for most guys. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, well, very cool. Very cool. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, so, just remind our listeners sort of, you know, at, you know, after all the, the, that run of hits, um, remind our listeners, how, how did the band, didn't the band sort of disband for a while and then come back together in the eighties? Like, how did that all happen? You
0: know, we, uh, we
1: disbanded in
0: 1976, you know, we had, ju- we kind of got burnt out, you know, we had, we had been touring, uh, and doing albums. We did, you know, two albums a year, uh, and two tours a year for, uh six and a half years and uh and we it just got got to be too much so we disbanded and then we got back together again briefly in the early 80s uh with a different bass player uh Dennis Bellinger filled in for Mel Shocker and we we did that for a couple of years and then we we kind of put it to rest for a while uh until classic rock radio popped up in the 90s and all of a sudden uh everybody was playing Grand Funk Railroad again on the radio (laughs) and so uh That's when we decided to go back and we did a reunion tour in 96 and 97, Uh, did a a, a series of concerts uh, that that, uh, were for the Bosnian War Orphan uh, 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 Charity. And uh, we did one in Los Angeles, one in New York, and uh, one in Detroit. And uh, then then we disbanded briefly. And then Mel and I uh, got back together and, and put together this incarnation of the band that started in 2000. Uh, And uh, we've been going, like I say, ever since we've been touring with this band now for 22 years.
1: Wow. Well, thank God for Classic Rock Radio, right? Bringing it... There you (laughs) go. Yeah. Full full admission. That that is when I found it, my friend. Yeah, I I was not alive for uh, I was born in eighty four, so I was not alive for all these great hits that you you you've mentioned. But my father had them on heavy rotation growing up, and so I'm telling you this. I, I bring that up to say that the stuff transcends time. Uh, every generation can appreciate the sounds of Grand Funk Railroad. Um, well, very very cool. Um, in hindsight, you know. I, how are, you know you've been you've been going for for so long, um you know I you know every now and then you know you'll you'll make ver- you know various you know lists of of best bands and stuff like that but you know Michigan Rock Hall of Fame and that kind of thing but um what do we got to do to get you in the actual Rock Hall man I know you probably don't really care every artist is like ah I don't pay attention to this stuff but man what do we got to do
0: <laughs> Yeah you know I don't t- I don't pay much attention to that anymore and uh it's it's just uh whatever you know if it's if it's meant to happen it'll happen you know that it's one of those kind of things it just uh not, nothing there's nothing we are going to do that's going to change a, the the the, tra- the trajectory of that situation so uh you know we'll just whatever happens.
1: absolutely and real quick before we run what was what was it like being in in bob Seger silver bullet band for a while he he's uh, i mean another rock rock and roll legend uh, it was it was great. You know, I mean, you,
0: you go out and, uh, and play all of those hits that that guy has written uh, over the years and it, it, every night. And it's just amazing, you know, just, you know, hit after hit after hit. Uh, it, it was a great experience. I, uh, I've known uh, uh, Bob Seeger and the guys in the band, Craig and, uh, and Alto and, uh, and Chris and, and all of the guys. I've known him for, you know, 40 plus years. Uh, and, uh, you know, it was kind of like my second home, you know, so uh, when I when I wasn't working with Grand Funk, I would, I'd be working with the Silver Bullet band. So not bad.
1: Not bad. Absolutely. Well, he's a great songwriter and you are as well. And so I'm always, I'm always curious, you know, for, you know, songwriters wise, like, how, how does how does what? How does that actually? How does stuff actually come to you? What's your process? Or is is it like you you actually carve out time and sit down and write, or is it you're just sort of walking around or in the shower or eating dinner or whatever, and then it pops into you, and then you run off and write? You know what? What's yeah, your approach? Is it structured or free flow?
0: Yeah, it can be both ways. You know, I mean, if you really if you're really pressed uh, to to come up with something, you know, and you you need to come up with something, then then you uh, you do those kind of sessions. But other times you know, you can just be walking around and all of a sudden an idea comes into your head uh, and you look for some way to record it, you know, I mean, <laughs> so you don't forget it. And then you put, you know, you can put pieces together, you know, you come up with a, a bridge line or a chorus line or a, ver- a, a verse, you know, or just a ditty, you know, I mean, uh, Michael Jackson used to write all of his stuff, basically, uh, with his voice, you know, he would come up with the, the, the parts for the, the bass, you know, you know he'd come up with all that by himself right. and, and, and show the musicians this is what I want you to play you know so just it just ideas you know things that, that pop into your head.
1: It's so fascinating. Well, we can't wait to, to see you out um, at the Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in West Virginia. I mean, we're, we're a D.C. radio station, but it our, our signal reaches the, the whole, you know, West Virginia, Maryland, Virginia, D.C. area. So uh, we'll, we'll try to get a bunch of folks are hear this and uh, hopefully grab some tickets and head on out there to the, the Hollywood Casino. Uh, thanks so much for joining us, Don. This, this was so much fun getting to chat with you. Thank you very much. It was great. I had a good morning. All right, well, go have a good afternoon now. (laughs) I will. Thank you. All right, talk to you soon. (laughs) Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time.